Hello, everyone. I'm recording this in my car with a cold because sometimes the timing just works out like that. <coughs> anyway, today's episode is a pretty special one. We're doing a sort of prequel episode, uh, kind of explaining how Arthur Strange got from where we last saw him in the graveyard to how he is now in our previous episode. Spoilers, he's a ghost. So, this episode is pretty special because it was also the first one edited by Chris Rangel, who usually operates our soundboard. So, if you like how he edited it, maybe send us a message. We've also got a quick bit of news for you. Rolling in the Mist is now on RPG Casts, which is an online database of RPG podcasts that highlights women, people of color, LGBT, and other marginalized groups. Go to the website. Uh, the link is in the description. Check it out. There's a ton of other really awesome podcasts on there. Um, go there to check out. Just I, I can't stress enough just how much I love this website for doing what it does. Um, let's see. What else here? Okay, so... I talked about how the next story arc is going to be our final one, and uh, in a way, that's true. It's the final story arc of Series 1, at least how we have it planned right now. So the adventures of Strange and Leo Castillo and Eugene Fritz, their, their current story arc is coming to a close, and we currently have plans for a Series 2 with all new characters based in the same city, some familiar faces coming up, um, but we also have plans for other odd loot projects coming up, uh, short films, uh, streaming, let's plays. Uh, we're really going to be breaking out into a lot of different things. So if you want to stay informed, check out our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at oddloot. That's A-W-D loot. And if you want to support what we do, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash oddloot. Once again, that's patreon.com slash A-W-D loot. Anyway, I'm going to sign off here because I've got to take like five cop drops at the same time. With that, let's begin the session. Rolling in the Mist is a series of fantasy violence, sexual humor, and worst of all, cussing. Viewer discretion is advised. Arthur Strange, you wander through a gray wasteland of dust and wind and bare trees. You have been following a river on your left for you don't know how long. On the other side of the river, across another wasteland of dust, stands what you think is Eden City. It is shrouded in a thick, heavy mist, thicker and heavier than the mist that usually covers the city. But even from here, you can see the lights of the metropolis muted through the fog. Despite how alien and desolate this place is, you feel a sense of familiarity. L like the attic in a house. You've always known it was there, but very rarely did you ever go up. This is a liminal space. One you're only meant to pass through, not stay. But something's wrong. You look up and you see a sky that's broken. Thick, dark clouds blot out any kind of sun, if one even exists in this realm. And tearing through the clouds, pulsating like cancerous veins, are rips 
in reality itself. It is so dark within the rips, and yet every time you look at them, you see small lights of dozens of different colors blinking in the void. There are many different rips in the sky, but they are all slowly, slowly tearing their way toward the city in the distance. They haven't reached it yet. But even as you stand there now, you see them slowly getting closer. So, Detective Arthur Strange, you stand in this desert next to a river. What do you do? Ah, oh, shit, whatever. Where am I? Ah. Uh, I think Strange just kind of just takes in everything. He's not shocked. He's just more like, uh, like that. <laughs> like, fuck, another situation I've gotten myself into. Yeah, and I think when you like breathe out, it's kind of this weird feeling because you're like you're sighing and just like just being done with this, but you don't feel anything escape your mouth. Right. And and it's this very like small detail, but you you do notice it. And as you do, you you, you like you breathe in and out and then you slowly realize that you don't need to breathe. Well, that's new. Then, like, I reach into my my coat, and I don't fill my flask. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> oh, I could use a drink right now. Hey, look, a river. <laughs> and I just kind of follow this river and just see where it's going to take me. You just keep walking? You just go for a little walk. Yeah. So strange, you walk across. Uh, so strange, you walk along this river, and you keep walking. It's weird. There's no sun, no moon, so it's hard to keep track of time, if time even passes in this space. And as you walk, you don't feel yourself get tired. You don't feel your feet get sore. You just keep walking and walking until time just keeps passing. And then you see the figure in the distance. They seem humanoid and solid and much more solid than the other silhouettes that you've seen in the, the mists in the distance that are more like shadows than anything that flicker at the edge of your periphery and then as you turn to them, they just disappear. This one, you look at it and then you turn away and look back and it's still there in the distance hugging the river. Just look at the figure. I'm like, huh, interesting. I look, I, I kind of shout at it. Hey! Hey! I'm all waving my hands, calling for it. Oh! I start trying to walk towards it. The, you call out to this figure, and the figure looks at you, and it's it's hard to tell from this distance, but you, you kind of see, like, the shape just kind of, like, stiffen up, and then it turns and starts running away. It's running away? Yeah. Hey! Hey! Hey, where are you going? Aiden City, City Police! I start chasing after it. <laughs> <laughs> I start now. I'm running after it. Okay, so I would say this is just. Uh, let's see. Give it all you got because you can't breathe. Crime scene investigation. <laughs> <laughs> all 
I, I think this would kind of be like a we. Mm, this would be go toe to toe. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think we're, th- this doesn't even have to be a move. Well, let's just make this a roll. What tags are you using to chase this person down? Uh, gun. <laughs> gun. <laughs> um, I'm gonna use cautious. Yeah, no, because I'm not really being cautious here. I'm. Really, I'm not using anything. I don't think I have anything that I could use it real properly. Other than crime scene investigate, but there's no real crime. You know, this might be a good time actually to go over your new character sheet because we did make some changes to it, didn't we? Just a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Hi, Bravo. <laughs> Hi. Um, all right, I'll I use a... I can't even pronounce that. Prophetic Visions? Oh, that'd be a... Uh, that's part of your investigate move. So basically, when you roll investigate, one of the questions you can ask is, "What's going to happen next?" Wow, it really has been oh, that yeah. long. It's been a, it's been a little <laughs> yeah, bit since Strange has been in the story, Strange huh? Strange has been on the field, huh? Yeah, I don't feel like I have anything. Would, that would you like help to explain out? your ghost abilities? Oh, yeah, yeah, my ghost. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a ghost. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I'm a ghost. I now have subversion, and basically, I have the powers of the invisible specter. I'm able to do possession. That's cool. I can phase through objects like Danny Phantom, my hero. He's a phantom. And now I have Revenant Face. Which is? <laughs> I know. I was like, if you'd ask me. Uh, basically, I got the idea from Ghostbusters. Uh, you know how like there's benevolent spirits and there's violent spirits? Yeah. Basically, it's like the violent spirit form uh. of me. I thought it was like you make this face that's utterly terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, okay. Go- so like, that, from, yeah, yeah. like Ghostbusters. Remember how like the 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 librarian ghost? She was like oh, just yeah, there yeah. and like that. Got it. So yeah, that's the that's the idea for that. So you know, scary face. <laughs> you also got a uh, theme improvement on that, which which by the way, dear listeners, uh, when when Jason was bringing back Strange, not only did we change out his old uh, routine theme of his like job as a cop because when you're dead, you don't have a job anymore. Job. <laughs> uh, we switched that out with his ghost theme. Uh, we also leveled him up a little bit. You know, just to, we basically gave him Samuel Payne's right. level ups. I think. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Also, I've got um, go for the jugular. Um, you always have a clear shot for a hit with all you've got. Ooh. Yeah, so you don't have to. So because he's a ghost, he doesn't have to do another move yeah. to like set that up. Damn. Yeah. Can I use that right now? Because I'm not. This is useful? all I got, right? Uh, honestly, <laughs> you, I. Yeah. You're so thirsty for that juggler, you're just hauling. <laughs> I think with like hit with all you've got, it's like. No, I mean, do, do you want to hurt them or? No, I'm just. I just. I'm just trying to catch them at this point. That's. It. I just want to catch up to them and just see who it is. So that'll be just like a base roll, right? Yeah, it's just a yeah, base. Yeah, roll. yeah, let's yeah, just do a base roll. So what what tags are you using? No. I'm saying he doesn't have any tags. I don't have no. any tags. And he doesn't he, need them. And he just rolled a natural 10. Yeah. Okay. I'm that good. <laughs> so, uh, Detective Strange, you're rushing forward, and as you do, you know, your feet are just flying across the ground. Literally. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At some point, they're not even touching the ground anymore. You are just flying through the air toward this figure. Can and, I interject real quick? Sorry, sorry. Is it like the scene from Kung Fu Hustle? Where like you've seen that one where uh, like pretty <laughs> much yeah. <laughs> like which, which by the way when Detective Strange finds out he's like flying does he still do the leg movements or like even the hands? <laughs> Honestly, I think he would at some point. He goes, what the fuck? What the hell? Bad! And he just kind of goes bullet form. <laughs> 
All right. So, yeah, so I'm bull- I'm like human bullet or ghost bulleting towards them. So you're ghost bulleting toward this figure, yeah, and as blood. you do, you start to see uh, more details to this figure. You see that they're wearing this uh, long black coat. Uh, you see that their hair is uh, black, and you know it's short except for this bit in the front that falls over their eye, which you see as they like turn around and look at you in fear. And as you do, you see the front of their shirt, which has this like heavy metal band, and immediately you're like. Oh, no. And right as you get to them, this figure turns and goes, All right, all right, stop there, babes. It's been a while, hasn't it? Detective Strange. And without... I run up and I punch him. (laughs) I fucking... I use boxing and mean right hook just to hit him. (laughs) What punch? (laughs) So roll to hit with all you've got as you go to punch Skid in the face. We're bringing back a lot of dead characters, everybody. Uh, yeah. So, boxing, mean right hook. Can I use this as improvised weapon since I'm using my fist as... No. A, come on. How can All your right. fist be an improvised weapon? Want me to show you? It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Want me to show you? <laughs> and uh, this is hit with all I got, right? Uh, yes. Right, I'm going to go for the jugular. Well, no, go for the jugular allows oh, okay. you to hit with all you've got, yeah. 11. Jesus, wow. thirteen. Fuck. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you kill him twice. <laughs> I, I, hold on, hold on. I'm just trying to give him a fucking uh, Mike Tyson knockout. I'm not trying to kill the guy. I just want to make him have a sore, sore mouth by the end of the day. That's right, listeners. If a ghost punches a ghost to death, are they dead? <laughs> Okay, so you get to choose two options on the hit with all you've got. All right. I'd say one of them is probably you hold the target's attention. That's one. Okay. <laughs> That's one. And then uh, I get them good. Jesus, so you really want to hurt this guy. All right. He's fucking scared. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck him. A near and dear character to Kevin's heart. Yeah. He's just like, just. <laughs> you saw what I did to Mr. Christmas? I'm fucking going to hurt. This motherfucker is the whole reason I'm in this situation. So as oh. Skid is about to like, looks like he's about to monologue, you just rush up and go, Dish! and he just goes down, like literally on the ground. He goes, ah, oh, damn it. Oh. He's clutching his eye and he's on the ground. He looks up at you and you see you've given this like, ghostly form of Skid a black eye somehow. <laughs> and he like looks up and he's like, what the hell, buddy? Get your ass up. Let's go. No, what? Okay. All right. Okay. He he slowly gets up, like, onto his knees and onto his feet. And it's like, all right, look, look, look. I don't want to fight you. All right? There's there's no point. Where's the books, kid? What? You took it from me. I thought you had it. And then I, 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 I think about that from, like, wait. You're right. Where are we? <laughs> you you don't know. Don't know what? <laughs> oh. Oh man, that that's that's funny. I I like I don't have any patience. I just kind of grab him like his clothing like like grab him by the like, where the fuck am I? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Listen. You I don't think you can kill me here. There's no point in all this, all right? I'm, but you're dead. Come again? Wow, you really don't know, do you? All right, all right, all right. 
put me down. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I, 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 I like, I like, let him go. He, he, you know, he steps down to the ground, then just like kind of hops a little bit, and then just starts floating. It's like, see, we're all ghosts here. I mean, you're here more permanent. I'm astral projecting. It, it was one of the one of the tricks I learned from the book back when I was reading through and practicing and all that. And you know, I've had a lot of time to you know practice this whole astral projection thing after you. Oh, you know, threw me in jail. Well, in the hospital too. But good news about that, there, strange baby. Uh, because I was recovering in a hospital, you know, because I got shot by you, uh, they pushed back my trial. And by the time uh, my trial started coming around, turns out the uh, the only witness and the arresting officer had uh, disappeared. So uh, I imagine that's... Uh, you disappeared because you died. Unless you somehow learned to astral project as well. I know you had some, like, weird ghost powers too, but, uh, you know, just... Uh, the fact you don't know where you are is, uh... What's the last thing you remember there, strange baby? I was in a graveyard. Me and Leo. It's a bunch of people. Some asshole. In red. He had a shotgun. That was it. Yeah, so you're dead. That's pretty obvious now. And I just kind of look around, just like really get a sense of my atmosphere, and like... You know, I don't think you're bullshitting. <laughs> when have I ever lied to you, Strange? You know, I, I will say I'm in a much better mood now. I mean, I know you just uh, punched me in the goddamn face. Yeah, I can give you another one if you'd like. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I could just leave and you can just stay here. So, you know, who's really winning here? How's <laughs> <laughs> Wendy? It's Dora. Whatever. And Dora is doing just fine. You know, she, uh, she's been visiting me, and um, she, she was really not happy with you. After all, uh, apparently you promised her that uh, I wouldn't get hurt. Yeah, well, I'm dead, so what does it matter? <laughs> <sighs> so what's there to do around here? Well... Most people, uh, when they come through here, they just kind of walk through and then go to the afterlife of choice. People who stay here, though, tend not to be uh, people for too long. And with that, uh, Skid kind of looks out into the, uh, the like, not toward the river, but the other side, deeper into this desolate desert where just, like, fog shrouds all these, like, bare trees and rolling hills of sand. And you see, once again, those, like, shadowy, like, transparent figures. But each time you look at them, they just kind of, like, dart out and disappear. But as you're taking a closer look, you see that some of them are humanoid and some of them are bigger with more limbs or heads at weird angles or too large for their bodies. And each time they just kind of disappear further into this fog. And Skid goes, yeah, well, uh, one of the things I kind of had to get used to after all these trips into the afterlife here is um, how many of them are real. What do you mean? <laughs> wow, there's, there's a whole lot you need to get uh, get on board with, huh? Yeah, so you know uh, Heaven, Hell, those are real. You know Olympus? That's real too, in a sense. The mountain? Yeah, the underworld, uh, Valhalla, 
Yeah, but, hell, probably some like Confucius bullshit around here too. So all those books and stories, different religions, different deities, they're all real. In a sense. And you know what's the source of it all? Is it that book? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. The book is something else. The source of all of this. And he, you know, like holds his hands out to this like desert and fog and all these figures is that. And he points toward the city. Eden? Eden City, baby. Or maybe. I mean, I don't 100% know. But that's the thing. You've noticed the, the mist that shrouds this city, right? All the, all the people with the strange powers, that, that little voice inside your head telling you that you're something else. Yeah. That's the point. All these mythologies are real in a, in a way. Can I go to the city? Um, you're talking about passing from the realm of the dead to the realm of the living. Is it possible? I mean, you tell me. You saw, apparently you were the one that saw ghosts without needing any, you know, magic books or anything like that. You, you, you were so much better than me with your homegrown superpowers. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Look, you want to get back to the city... You're going to have to cross this river. And as he says that, he points toward the river. And you see that th- this river is large. You can see the other side. But the-, the water itself is black and brackish and flows with this aggressive current. And as you stare down at it, you see in this like just dark water, just barely a reflection and Skid walks up and stands next to you and goes, Yeah, so, not sure what uh, mythology that river runs on. Probably Egyptian, maybe some uh, Mesoamerican, but I can tell you this much right now. That river is the only thing keeping us and all of those things behind us from going to the realm of the living. So I gotta cross this river to get back to the city. Oh, sure. I mean, you can try. Whole thing is, though, is like I said, it borrows from some, uh, some dark mythologies. Mainly, you can try to swim across. Haven't seen a single thing do so. And the catch is, you drown that water. That's it, baby. You're drowned for eternity. Skid, I got one question. Why are you here? Me? Like... <laughs> Astral projection, baby. Yeah, but why? There's nothing here. You're in the city. You could be there. Why are you here? Roll uh, convince. I'm going to use smart cynic and bullshit detector in case he tries to lie. Okay, sounds good. And then... uh, I'm use my drunk. And then... <laughs> Yeah, I can't do drunk. No, no, There's no no. beer. And I'm going to use mean right hook. <laughs> he <laughs> tries to lie to me. Get me even more. <laughs> I'll punch the truth. Yeah. Huh? 11. Nine, 11. 11. 11. Jesus, these rolls. They're good. Yeah, so he breathes up and then realizes that's kind of pointless out here. So he's just like, he just shrugs and goes, 
trying to learn, trying to, fuck it. I'm looking for the book. I thought maybe while I'm in the realm of the dead, I might be able to sense it or something like that. But no, that book is in that city. And so I can sense things, you know, I, I can, when I'm astral projecting and flying around and all that, I can see stuff, but I, I couldn't find the book. And that's because I was looking for something small. I was looking for like an aura that was book shaped or even something bigger. But the thing is, is like, it's like trying to find a pool when you're swimming in it and he looks up at the cracks in the sky mm, I look up with them you asked me earlier if the if all this came from the book what we're standing on no all that up there I think that's the book you mean the book is doing all this I think so and the more it gets used the more it gets closer to the city. And here's the problem with that. Like I said, all our different mythologies and all that, those are real in a sense. And they they get contained. The This mist, whatever, keeps all of that from just drowning the city in a bunch of different realities. But, well, he, he, he looks around, then goes, right, I'll try to explain this in like a simple way for, for someone like you, all right, detective? Imagine a house. That house is our reality. When we're walking around doing our daily bullshit lives, we're walking around that house. Times Square is our living room, our houses, our bedroom, all that. Now imagine all of these mythologies, all these spirits, all these monsters, whatever. They're, they're in the house. They're part of it, but they're the part we don't see. They're the pipes. They're the foundation. They're, they're the, the fiberglass or whatever. You know what's a part of every house? What? The outside. And trust me when I say, we don't want anything that can look through the windows. And that book, that book is one big open door. So, someone or something has that book, and it's fucking with the city. And these things are trying to get over. <laughs> if you can even call them things. The, these spirits, oh, they're always trying to get over. And some of them do. That's just an unnatural, unnatural part of it. But if these cracks reach the city, <laughs> oh, man, we're going to want whatever's in that fog. Be honest, Skid. How long do we got? I don't know. I've been out here a couple of times, and the cracks were just small, barely noticeable, but these are like miles long now. It's It's gotten big real quick. Are you worried? <laughs> what? No, I... Of course I'm worried. I'm fucked. I'm a, I'm a teenager who found a book for a few days and tried to use it to, to impress his ex-girlfriend. The fuck you think I'm doing? Me. Now I'm talking to the guy who shot me. Well, we're in a predicament then. Let's go. 
Uh, go where? We're crossing the river. <laughs> no, no, see, I can do that because I don't need to cross the river. I just snap my fingers and I'm back in my body. You see this? And he, like, points down. You see there's this, like, string uh, that goes from his hip across the river and into the city. This is the only reason I'm able to astral project. I still have a connection to my body. You don't have any of that shit. You're dead, strange. So what happens if you touch the river? I don't want to talk about that. And without, so, <laughs> and I just kind of give like a sinister little smile, and I grab him. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. Come on, Skid. You're my new traveling partner. No, no. no. And we both, I right, fucking lunge us both into that room. No. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So how? <laughs> the river sticks wants to battle. <laughs> <laughs> Roll to take a risk. Oh boy! What are you gonna do? Today. Oh my god! I'm going dude. to uh, speak to the dead. <laughs> oh, save me! <laughs> um. Well, I'm not using cautious. <laughs> no. I'm... Yeah, I would say I'm gonna activate your weakness tag. Overconfident. I am very overconfident. Nine to one. Oh, good rolls. Are, are you gonna add now. anything else, dude? Not nah, fuck it. I'm All dead. Right. What's what's <laughs> I'm dead. I'm gonna be a little bit more risk taking. Five, six, seven. So six. Minus one. Overconfident. Oh, so that's a failure. Yeah. But I got skid with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you grab skid and you jump uh over the river, and immediately you feel this like yank, like a fishing line, and you're you're the bait. As Skid pulls himself back, and as he does, you, like, try to hold on to his spirit for dear life, and then Skid looks down at you, and he goes like, all right, one for one, and he punches you in the face. <laughs> take, take punched one as you let go of Skid and fall into the water. And strange, as you do, there's a splash, and suddenly you are in the just the thickest water that you've ever been in some it's it's almost thick enough to be an ooze but still liquid as it seems to be pulling you down and you try to get out but it's soon enough it's covering your shoulders your mouth and your face and you raise up one hand and slowly that sinks further into the deep as you are about to go into the deepest depths you have ever ever thought of and then right as your fingers go under the surface, another hand grabs them. And you're pulled through the water and back onto the shore of this desolate desert. And as you get dropped onto the ground, you are so cold. You feel this cold that goes directly into your soul. And then you hear, all right. Come on, get back on your feet. You've got places to be. And you look up and you see this man in black leather clothes and a and a hat with a belt buckle and it's that Puritan man that or at least Puritan looking man that you saw in your vision back in the graveyard. Come on, get up. Get up. Ugh. Oh, God, I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. That's the waters of purgatory right there. 
It's to keep all the dead on the side of the dead. You gotta separate the dead and the living, son. Hey, you look familiar. Haven't I seen you before? You probably have. Oh yeah, now I remember. You were the one that was disturbing my rest. At the graveyard, right? That is correct. That old church. Yes. So you're dead too, I'm guessing? <laughs> <laughs> you're quite slow on the uptake, aren't you? Ah, uh, forgive me. I'm, I haven't had a drink and I just came to the realization I died of getting shot with the shotgun, so... It's a lot to process in one day. Mm. Well, dying isn't supposed to be easy. We're scared. Uh, the boy that you tried to throw into the water? Yeah. Well, looks like he pulled himself back into the land of the living. Fucking pussy. <laughs> th this man who has this sunken, serious face looks at you with these dark eyes and goes... He doesn't belong here anyway. It's not his time. Not yet. Yeah, well, judging by these clouds and what he said, his time will be coming shortly. I need to get back to the city. And he gives you this, you know, this, like, glaring look as he goes, You ain't going back to the city. Says who? Says me. And why is that? <laughs> Son, you know what I was back in my day? A pilgrim? <laughs> yes and no. You see, the end of every pilgrim's life ends with him settling down. And so I found this town. And our group named it after the beginning of the whole world. We named it Eden. It became what you know as Eden City. And I had a very important job back when Eden City was just a... Back when the Eden... Back, fuck. And I had a very... <laughs> that really fuck. got you? <laughs> I wasn't even trying yeah. to fuck with you. I was yeah. just like, look at that. I had an important job back when Eden was just a small hamlet. I was what you might call a gatekeeper. I protected the town from all the forces that would threaten it from outside. So you know how to get back to the city. Point me in that direction. I'm not telling you that, boy. And why? Because it's my job to guard the gate. I keep everything on this side on this side and everything on that side on that side until it's time for them to come to this side. Well, you know what? I took an oath to protect that city, and I'm going to protect it. It's my city, too. Son, there's a time when you have to put down your weapons and put down your job and rest. And if you go on this path, you'll never find that rest. Well, that's my problem then, ain't it? Now, how do I get back to the city? Roll convince real quick. What tags are you using? Hard to boil. Smart cynic. Bullshit detector. Crime scene investigation. 
Can I actually use prophetic vision in this one? Uh, prophetic vision isn't a tag. It's mm-hmm. like I said, it's an option that so you have with your investigate move. Yeah. yeah. Here you're trying to persuade. <laughs> mean right hook. <laughs> Can I possess a ghost? <laughs> It's a very good question. That's a very good question. Can a ghost possess a ghost? Because it's technically, en- oh, in a sense, energy trying to consume energy. Yeah. And become more energy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like, if you so. try, if you tried to possess him, that would be an entirely different move. Okay. Uh, Smart cynic and bullshit detector. Okay. <laughs> Isn't what? that the real class for a ghostly projection? <laughs> 11, 12, 13. Give me the Deus Ex Machina. (laughs) (laughs) So point me to the entrance. (laughs) So I think with the convinced move that you had with Skid, that was more like you were kind of intimidating him. Mm -hmm. With this one, it's more like you you look into his face and he just gives you this tired look and sighs. And you kind of get the sense that you just convinced him that you're just not going to quit. You're just too stubborn to be saved. And so this man goes, fine then, I won't stop you. But at this point, I don't need to. You saw what those waters were like. And if you want to try to swim through them by yourself, be my guest. But you'll just be trapped in them for all eternity. And I will not pull you out this time. Now, if you can somehow build a bridge over it, be my guest. Hmm. Wait a minute. Skid said these this realm has all those myths kind of bunching up down here in spirits, right? And he looks out into the fog and goes, All manners of ghosts and spirits and specters. Is there a ferryman? You could take me the other way? A fairy man. I don't need to go back to my body. I just need to get back. Like I said, I won't stop you. But I certainly won't help you. And with that, he turns and begins walking away. Wait. He stops. You may not want to help me, but you protect that gate for the dead. What happens when that gate gets too overflown with spirits coming in? Then what? What's there left to protect? So if my soul's damned and I go crazy, whatever, at least you're not over flooded with a bunch of innocents. He turns and walks towards you and goes... The dead need to move on. Those who go against the rivers are those that refuse to let go of the past. I understand that perfectly well. But you have to look at it from my perspective. I protect, I serve. Just like you protect the gate, I protect that city. And right now that city needs protection more than anything. You know it and I know it. Skid knew it fucking teenager who doesn't know anything about that power of whatever that book is causing and it's causing all this 
Now, yes, I'm going to jump in that river, and yes, I'm going to probably also look for someone to cross me. But if you have the answers, I'd greatly appreciate it so I can get back and prevent some catastrophic event from taking place. God, normally I'd have you, like, do a convince move, but not only did you kind of get a 10 on the previous one, but also, damn, that was pretty convincing. So I'm just going to say this guy looks at you and goes, All right. Just this once. Thank you. And he takes out this pitchfork, and he puts it prong side down and stabs it into the ground. And as he does, the ground underneath you shakes, and suddenly this hole emerges that then raises up, and you see a cave that goes into the depths of the earth. You'll want to follow me for this one, son. And he starts walking down. I follow him. I go right. All right. Lead the way. Strange, you and this man descend down the cave. You see stalagmites and stalactites dripping with that same blackish, sorry, same black brackish water. And it's, it's cold in here too, and you begin to smell this weird sulfurous scent as the air begins to begin, as the air starts becoming a tinge of green. And soon enough, you find yourself in an underground cavern with a, with a lake of the same black brackish water running through it. And as this man leads you to it, he goes, I don't like being here. It's, it's part of the natural order, but it ain't a part of mine. What is it? This is the River Stead. You hear this voice echoing from down the river, and as the two of you look, you see this small boat with a cloaked figure uh, paddling it forward. And it's hard to tell what this figure looks like from the hood over its face, but you do see a chin poking out that is white and skeletal. And your mind can kind of put in the details from there. And as this uh, boat comes up to where you stand, the figure goes, Well, well, well. What lost soul do we have here? Who the fuck is this? This is Sharon. Who the fuck are you? Well, now I'm surprised you've never heard of me. Name's Sharon. I'm the fairy. And I heard through a whisper in the wind, you were looking for my services. Yeah, I need to get back to the city. Now, I must warn you, son. You do not... No one rides the river sticks for free. Oh, he's right about that. And you seem to be a little light in the pockets. Didn't live much of a rich life now, did you? No, saving lives doesn't pay good. But still, you need to pay the ferryman if you would like to go across. And even then, that ain't no place for a soul like you. 
Now I look at the pilgrim guy. I don't suppose you have any cash on you. <laughs> I take PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take PayPal. <laughs> Do you have friends and family? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just a little bit of a dead joke. It gets kind of boring down here. That's the point of Charon. The dead don't have any material possessions to give him. Only the living can traverse. So unless you've got something else to give up to him, why don't we head back and I can take you to your final resting place? No, no, no. The city needs my help. Leo needs my help. That little weird guy, Eugene, needs my help. (sighs) I... This pilgrim, this gatekeeper, he looks at you with this look of, like, interest now, of, of curiosity, and he goes, You really care about that city, don't you? I don't know why. Since I was young, I cared about it. So much so, I got into law enforcement, became a detective. Even when I seen the worst of the worst. I still try my best to protect. Even now, I'm called to it for whatever reason. I don't know why. Well, Gatekeeper, we got ourselves a hero here. I don't feel like a hero. I just feel like I got to do the right thing and get back. So what are you willing to give up for that, son? I don't suppose my soul's worth anything at this point. And Karen looks him up and down. No, not much. What about an unattainable soul? There's got to be one on that planet you haven't been able to collect for some time. Karen looks over to the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper looks at Karen with interest, looks back at you. Well... We do have an interest in bringing those over here who have long overstepped their time. They got a name? And Charon just, of course you can't see his eyes, but just like a real wide crooked smile come across his face. Which is weird because, you know, he kind of has a skeletal face. Yeah, so I guess yeah. just Sorry, more... yeah, I forgot about that. No, no, so, I, yeah. I, I, I just kind of imagine yeah. like more of his smile just yeah. kind of comes out of the darkness like, of his hood. Just this. He took care of his teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dentist would be proud, nine out of ten. He had Kaiser. Uh, <laughs> Kaiser. <laughs> that last dentist did not agree. Uh, <laughs> well, there has been one that has avoided judgment for far too long. A very cynical, pompous, but cunning individual. In fact, and he looks over to the to the to the gatekeeper, and then looks right back with a with a bit of like, "Oh, this guy." I might just take you up on that offer then, but after all, I'm just a ferryman. I answer to the big boss here. You know the man I'm talking about. And he's looking at the at the the gatekeeper. You truly believe that this ghost can bring that soul here? Whether he can or not is the question. One way or another, your soul's going to be 
resting down there or where it belongs. It's going to be up to you. But I don't mind now that he's piqued our interest. What's wrong with sending one to the slaughter if it brings us closer to obtaining the soul? Now, Karen, you know I don't approve of talk like that. A man's job should be something he takes up wholeheartedly. How about I add to it, then? This one you're looking for, there's got to be others, right? Others who've lived on that earth far too long. There you want, are some. You need collecting? This one in particular vexes us. So how about this, then? If I keep my end of the bargain, I bring him back. I'll work for you guys to collect souls. Good or bad, I'll bring them. I'm a detective. I know how that city works in and out. I know the worst, I know the best. The rich and the low. I can get them. And Caron just slowly kind of looks over to the gatekeeper. I will have no part in the damning of a soul. It's not damning. If they've been meant to come for some time now. Well, gatekeeper, he's doing it of his own volition. And at that moment, Charon raises his his hooded hand, revealing a, like just a decrepit, skeletal hand, and just snaps any 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 dark, but like misty like flame. Just and you see a a single parchment paper. That has the to like you know to save time the agreed upon contract that you are you are giving your services for my trip to take you to the other side in order for you to obtain our intended target. Now, and I look over. I'm sorry. <laughs> I look over to to the gatekeeper. I have to ask again, out of professional. Are you sure you want to take this task? Son, if you aren't able to accomplish this, your soul will be damned. You'll just be traveling as a wayward spirit. And you, they don't last very long. You can still find rest. You can still find peace. And he like unfurls it even more and just... Right, he, he's resting the bottom of it just at a cusp between his skeletal palm or whatever's left of it. And just snaps again, and a just a beautiful, uh, almost rainbow-like quill, very long, with just a touch of black ink at the end, appears on his left hand while he's holding the parchment with his right. Are you sure? Beautiful description, brother. Well done. I've been practicing, so when I start DMing, (laughs) (laughs) the choice is yours, detective. Strange takes the quill. This gets me back to the city. I gotta take it. The pilgrim just looks down at the ground. Shakes his head. And I go over and I just sign on the paper right there. Strange. Nice. (laughs) And as your signature 
and as your signature forms on the contract, it suddenly glows along with the rest of the text, and soon enough the contract unfurls and then furls back up before <laughs> disappearing in that same puff of flame. Oh my god. And, uh, Charon? And so, your target, Mr. Detective, is Flat Dracula. You may know him as Flat the Impaler, but more specifically, Mr. Strange. And he moves his face just right up to him. Still, oh, you still can't see just pure darkness. The mayor of Eden City. And like I take it in, and I was like, I kind of stop it and I'm like, wait, what? And then he like he doesn't even answer that. Mm-hmm. He just takes, you know, he he reverts back to you know a standing up, you know, straight up position, and just moves his left arm towards the boat. So you you know you can still see his skeletal hand and just mm-hmm. say, well, what are you waiting for? Before I go, I say. The mayor's Dracula? The vampire. The one and only. Get the fuck out of here. Is that truly the strangest thing you've heard, son? Yeah, it is. I I can accept ghosts. Hell, I can accept him. The fucking fairy man. And then he looks over to, to, to to the gatekeeper like, is that weird? <laughs> Just like, am I weird? I've seen a guy <laughs> shoot fire out of his hand. I've seen an IT guy who I didn't even know was in my department hulk out. Hell, I fought in some little girl with sh- stretchy arms and a 17-year-old who could call the dead. And Dracula is real? And he's my mayor? I voted for them? You vote. I was human at one point before now. <laughs> ah, democracy. It's going to lead you to damnation. But hey, you chose this. So I don't have a problem with damnation. Just I'm a little surprised. That's all. Surprise or not, you've got a job to do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So get on the boat. <sighs> All right, well, gatekeeper, pilgrim, whatever your name is, nice seeing you again. He just, he doesn't even want to look at you. He just looks kind of disappointed. And at that point, Karen looks over to, to the gatekeeper and says, You can't save them all. It's his choice in this life and the next. And then Carol gets on the boat, like to the on the back, mm-hmm. and just puts like his stick was his height. Yeah, but the then he, yeah, the paddle, yeah. And then like when he gets on the boat, he lifts it up about you know like uh, collarbone length or height, and then it just stretches out, just and just very gently dips it into the water, and says nothing. It's just waiting for you. Let's do this. I kind of just. Pat my legs, get on the boat, get myself as comfortable as possible. (sighs) Let's go kill Dracula. 
Carol looks one last look at the at the gatekeeper. Nods his head ever slightly. And the gatekeeper does nothing. Looks he turns around, looks forward, and starts just gently paddling. Son, he calls out as you begin being ferried away. I kinda look back. Being a gatekeeper means not crossing the gate. You be wary of what you find out there. I can't save them all. Duly noted. And as as the boat is like just pushing along the murky water, Aaron says, "So, got anywhere in mind? You left me to drop you off. You didn't see me really isn't a very aquatic friendly place. Don't suppose you can sense souls, can you?" Leo Castillo. And then, like, a smile kind of grows, you know, well, over his skeleton mouth. <laughs> Keep forgetting his skeleton mouth. Um, I, I kind of like this creepy image of, like, a skeletal mouth that's somehow yeah. still able to smile. <laughs> like, somehow this, like, the, the skull, like, stretches. Yeah. Oh, then let's go with that. Calcium, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink your milk. <laughs> um, he's just like, <clears throat> oh, yes. That one has always been so close to death. But somehow, the light of life always seems to protect him. Yes, I know where that shining, fiery sun is. Is that where you want to go? Yes. Well, now, this just got so much more interesting. And as Charon uh, ferries you through the river Styx, this underground river goes through these tunnels of gray rock and stalactites that drip with this brackish water. And then as the boat goes through more and more tunnels for a long amount of time, soon the water turns from this black thick water to something more brown with bits inside it and the gray rock begins turning flatter until you see it is now made of man-made blocks and you see these platforms to either side of you and you see above you there are these holes that stream with just the smallest bits of sunlight and it's at this moment, you've realized that these tunnels that you've been ferried through have suddenly turned into, well, not suddenly, but have slowly, imperceptibly turned into the sewers of Eden City. And as Charon is ferrying you along, he just starts singing. What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do, drunken sailor? And he just starts singing that one. For any of you who know what that song's Mm -hmm. about, it's very adequate for this exact situation, especially for you. And just as, you know, you start to to notice, you know, the changes in in the topography, Charon just very slightly in a whisper and slowly starts to elevate. He starts singing. What do we do 
a lot when you're pe- taking people back. Well, I sing a lot of different songs, but this one seems very adequate for you. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Don't thank me just yet. Ah, and look where we are. And he slowly just puts the stick forward and like dips, like kind of stabs the water to kind of stop the boat. He takes out his right hand, your another skeletal hand, just slowly with the with the rope still just very faintly, you know, hanging off his arm, pointing to a ladder that's going right up to a very dimly lit manhole. You still see a little bit of the water dripping from you know coming from the top, still hitting, you know, the moisted rock at the bottom. Here's your stop. I just kinda of look up, take it in, what I'm about to do. Having second thoughts, are we? No, just <sighs> taking in one hell of a strange day. And I get off the boat. I kind of look back at the ferryman. I don't suppose you're the only way to get back to this world. <laughs> I wouldn't want to give up that secret. We professionals never tell everything. Good luck, Detective Strange. Uh, before, before mm. I'm about to leave, I kind of look at Fairyman one more time. Like, like as I'm about to start, mm. I was like, "Oh, that like something just him." Hey, quick question. Yes. Do you know all the souls that are still stuck here? And he kind of looks up to the top of the um, the sewerage, you know, ceiling. I know everyone that I'm supposed to carry across. I know I'm supposed to bring you Dracula, or the mayor, whatever name he goes by. Could I bring you one more? And he kind of like, kind of looks away, just pondering. Well, that depends. If he's on my list, that'd be a nice pay of interest. Then it's Marcus. He was a cop. He didn't do anything wrong, but I feel like he needs to rest. And he, he looks right back at you. Well, strange. That was the soul you ferried across. Strange, as as these lights come closer to the point where you're entire like you can't see through your windshield, you hear Marcus's voice behind you go good luck and then the lights are gone you look into your side mirror and there was no car that passed and 
Leo, you see Strange just blink and his eyes go back to regular. And Arthur, as you look into the rear view, Marcus isn't there. And just with that, he like turns the boat slowly and just starts pedaling away. And as he's, you know, going back into the tunnel. What do we do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? And he just disappears. Like I kind of, it really like makes me think what he just says. I ferry. I shake it off. And I start climbing up the manhole ladder. And then as I start realizing I'm climbing, I'm like, wait, I'm dead. So I just kind of just start levitating. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is all still new to me. It's like, whoa. Trying out your new ghost. But yeah. We didn't put flight as one of your tags. I'm a ghost. Yeah, I can fly. Fuck it. <laughs> You can so, hover if you're touching a certain it, surface. Yeah. yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> so flavor-wise, you you hover up this ladder. It, it, it's kind of like a Half-Life game where you oh, don't see the it. arms of the ladder. You just kind of like walk up to it and then just kind of <laughs> go up. <laughs> Is it like half-run? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like ready to push the man home. like, oh, wait. Um, and I kind of phase like half my head through it just to kind of see what's above. So, so I'm like... Uh, <laughs> So above this manhole cover, we suddenly see just half of Arthur Strange's head peek out from this solid surface Hello. and look around and see that he is in uh, the parking lot of a very seedy motel uh, called the the Paradise Inn. I just look at it. I kind of come up a little bit more. Like, like that just sounds mm-hmm. more. I have, like, Paradise Inn. And you look and you see your uh, your Dodge Charger beat to all hell sitting in the parking lot and like i have like like a panic attack <laughs> as a ghost <laughs> i have a ghostly panic attack. oh my god what did they do those bullet holes and i like i kind of like i want to walk but i'm like i'm i'm like i'm a ghost i'm like uh as i kind of just float over there do you want to have the one where you try walking but you're still floating at the same yeah. speed like, so I oh, kind of like, like I, I like I'm power walking, but I'm power floating towards it. <laughs> <laughs> and I look like I, I only see like like I want to say the side of it, so I haven't seen the front yet. I go, Jesus Christ, my car! Oh my God, it looks like shit. What did they do? And like I'm like kind of rock floating around, and then I get to the front, which is fucking caved in, in a V. And I start having a ghostly panic attack. I'm like, I need to breathe. And I think as you're trying to calm down, you look inside the interior and you see that the car stereo has been ripped out. Oh, God. That's right. Oh, sweet Jesus. I used it to make the bar. <laughs> the EMP, yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I, I kind of go into the car. And I'm just kind of like sitting where I would have sat. What did he do to you? <laughs> he used to be pure and beautiful. Oh, big Bertha. <laughs> and and I, I get mad. I'm like, like, I'm angry. Son of a bitch. And as I hit like where the, where the, like, like the, the, the steering wheel, I phase through it and I start to like activate. You get what I mean? Like I kind of. 
Oh, possess okay. the car for a second. So yeah, you punch your fist through like the yes. like the dashboard, and as your uh, fist like enters it, suddenly like the lights turn on. Yeah, and like the speedometer and the gas gauge and all that just like turn like flickers yeah. to life. And I kind of pull out my hand and it freaks. I was like, whoa! And you pull out your hand and it just turns off. And I do it again, like. You slowly put your hand in. The lights slowly kick back on. The the various uh, needles and gauges flickering as your hand stays inside there. And as you're staring at this phenomenon, you look up through the windshield and you see on the, the balcony above this car, you see two figures, very familiar, Leo and Eugene, walking into a hotel room. Those motherfuckers. And so then I kind of just phase through the whole car. And I'm like, I want to confront him. I'm like, no. No, no, no. They, they deserve worse than this. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> and so I kind of I go into uh, the main lobby. And I look, I'm like, the room's got to be there. So I fucking like phase through. Like I'm kind of going through all the rooms now. Just kind of just kind of flowing through. And I go straight up, and that's when I hit the TV. I was like, I'm going to scare these fuckers. And I go straight up into the TV. And it's at this point we go to a very familiar scene. And then the static morphs out of the screen. No, no, the ring hasn't been made yet, no. (laughs) And a shape oozes down onto the floor and forms into feet, then legs, then a chest and arms that are covered in a trench coat and then finally a haggard looking face (laughs) wearing a pretty nice hat oh my god and as the static fades you see a semi-translucent figure standing before you both strange strange yeah, there we go. Boys, I need a drink. And that's where we'll end the session. <laughs>